Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Nate. And we are going to tell you all the things you really want to hear for teens. So if there's anything that we haven't talked about yet or questions that you have that you'd like to know about, let us know by emailing us at realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And that's the number four. So once again, realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our new episodes every week. Well, hey guys, um, I cannot believe this is episode 10. Wow. That's really actually crazy. And we got our first follower on Instagram. Oh, that's right. We did. We did. And how many... And he, Chris, was our first follower, and he got a gift card, an Amazon gift card, because I think Amazon's the best, but I, spend, I guess we're kind of old. <laughs> yeah, but I spent so much money on Amazon, so I figured that might be good, because hopefully, hopefully Chris could find something that he wanted for $10, but... Yeah, hopefully. So thanks, Chris, for reaching out, and now we're up to a whole whopping nine followers <laughs> <laughs> well you got to start somewhere right? exactly exactly so so this week we got a couple of emails one was just a comment and i think i'll just read it to you guys and then we have a question so um this first email just says hey guys i wanted to take a minute to thank you my grandma passed away yesterday and listening to your podcast has really helped me thank you so much i really enjoy listening to it um i read that just because I want you guys, well, I, I want you all to know that we really do care about you guys and that's why we make it. And it's just, it's good to know that it's helping. Um, I don't know. We, we, we make these episodes in our bedroom, usually on late Sunday nights. Um, and sometimes we get to hear things through email. Sometimes we don't, but it's, it's just good to know that it's helping somebody out there. So thank you for letting us know. Um, hopefully we can say and do something you know now and in the future that will continue to help you guys so um and then the next email i actually just got it tonight which was pretty cool because here it is but um it just reads hey first of all i love this podcast it is so nice to hear things from a teacher's perspective because you guys understand teens a lot more than most people so thanks for doing this my question is how do i enjoy life right now I have always done well in school and my parents expect it of me. I've always had a 4.0, but it's getting rough. I put so much of my energy into school. I stress when I get below a 95 on a test. What is your advice on how to relax and realize that there is more to life than school? And that really is, first off, thanks for the email. Second off, that is a series of really, really great questions. Um, Hard questions. Yeah hard questions but, but good. really good to think about because there are a lot of you guys out there that focus on school um in this very same way because you want to i mean what the belief is that the better you do in school the greater your future could be whatever i think um and really i think a lot of that belief comes from parents who push it um, extrinsic motivators that push you to try to do well in school and that's not that that's bad it's a good thing but it can cause a lot of stress oh yeah school is stressful and I mean it should be like some level of stress is very healthy and normal but it shouldn't be too stressful 
because then it's not effectively helping you. Stress should actually help you. Well, there, there's actually, Jess should be able to answer this better than I, but um, there's a happy amount of stress mm-hmm. that you have to have. Stress is a motivator that pushes you to get things done. If you have too less stress, your motivation level goes down and you don't want to do it. If you have too much stress, your anxiety goes up and you don't want to do it. There has to be kind of a happy medium amount of stress that helps you to get things done. So stress is actually a good thing if it's not too high or too low. Exactly. Because if you weren't stressed about anything, would you get up and get ready for school in the morning? No, because you wouldn't be stressed about it but if you're too stressed and you're like ready to play a basketball game and you're on the side throwing up because you're so stressed that's also not beneficial well no and then all you're going to really focus on is the fact that you're throwing up it's not going to be anything about the game and then you're not going to be helpful to your team and it's just anyway so looking at that first part then how can you enjoy life right now rather than worrying about all of that that's going on and to me, this sounds like a classic case of just, you got to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really easy to get caught up in everything that's going on. We all have lots going on, right? You have to live in the moment. It goes back to a quote that I really, really love that's basically just, be where you are. Be where you are just means like, if you're at your sister's school play, be there. Your phone's put away, your focus is on the play, you're there. Um, If you're in a class, be there. Be where you are. Um, Yeah, I think gratitude journals are really helpful. I don't know if we've talked about those, but I think they're just really helpful to like see what's going on in your day that you appreciate and you're glad about. And that can be just if you're having a hard time finding things to be happy about. So I'm not sure well, what level of happy we're really talking about. But I think I think we talked about gratitude journals a little bit too. because we talked about goal setting and I mentioned that I'm doing a gratitude journal, right? You remember that? Um, so I do a gratitude journal just because, well, I mean, just to give you an idea, this past year, other than COVID, because COVID's been hard for everybody, um, I was teaching without a prep that just means that I was teaching every class period. I didn't have a break save for um, class breaks and lunch. So I was, I was pretty busy, which is fine. I can handle that. But then I was also doing my master's degree. I was coaching football. I was being a dad and a husband and all of those things. And just all of that stuff crammed together, it was really hard to see the positive. Mm-hmm. And Jess can tell you, I was a bitter negative person probably a lot of the time just because it's so hard to see the positive. There, there's too much stress on me. So sitting down, um, I, I do it in the morning. Um, and really, uh, honestly, a good gratitude journal would maybe even be checking in a couple times a day too. But I would write down in the morning something that I was grateful for, something that I had in my life that I really just loved or enjoyed or whatever. And it just really feels like starting my my day off on that positive note really just kind of helped the rest of the day go a little bit better. Yeah, I think they're really important. And sometimes just setting goals of things that will make you happy can help you be happier. So a goal doesn't have to be something that's really hard that you accomplish. I had a goal that I wanted to be happier and I wanted my kids to be happier. And so one of my goals was every day to make 
my kids laugh. Or I had one to compliment someone. And by complimenting someone or making someone laugh, it brought me joy. It gave me a purpose and that really helped me. So in science has shown, like if you want to be a happier person, this can even help your self-esteem, go out and do things for people. Go out and serve people. Open the door for someone. Compliment someone. And when you see their smile, it's gonna make you smile. Yeah, that it's, it's true. So helpful. I'm gonna bring something up that Jessica brought up to me and talked to me about. Um, so I had two kids from my previous marriage. Um, one live with, lives with us mostly full time during the school year because he goes to school, you know, here where we live. Um, and obviously, we love him. Jess loves him, but it's hard. Like if you've ever, I've never been a step parent. I've watched what my wife goes through, um, but she struggled being a step parent just because the kids don't always respond well to step parents. No, and you know, evil stepmother. Like, why is that <laughs> even a thing in Cinderella? Right. Why couldn't it have been well, a sweet, I, kind, loving stepmother? I think she was evil, but. Um, yeah, but why? But that doesn't mean all stepmothers are, right? Oh, but kids think they are. But they do. But so, so <laughs> what Jess did is she made the goal to compliment him every day and throughout this process and when we make those goals because i think we mentioned when we mentioned you guys before when we we change our goals every month Mm -hmm. um she talked about how as this has progressed and this was toward the end of the month that month that she saw him in a different light and started watching for the positives that he was doing and didn't see the negatives as much so just that single positive thing really changed it. And, and it's hard. And that's not to say that she is a negative person and looked for his negatives. But, you know, they, they've they had a, a rough relationship at times. And, and, and it really helped her to see his positive parts. Yeah, it really, it was really beneficial. I would say with like my younger kids, it's probably easier because they're, putting forth in a relationship and they're like hugging me and complimenting me. Whereas he'd never did that. So I mean, no, he compliments me. And he yeah, but me. he doesn't, he doesn't hug you like they do and he doesn't exactly. kiss you like they do. And it's not, I love you, mom. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> I like hope that. He doesn't kiss me like they do. <laughs> well, Corey licked my face today. Our seven year old. Yes, he did. It was disgusting. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that really helps. So you, I mean, I don't know if any of you have kids, but with your job maybe it's your job and you're really frustrated and you're frustrated with your boss or a coworker. try to compliment them once a day or even a few times a week and you'll start seeing the good in that person and it could be in the situation it could be with your job what i need to point out one good thing that happened in my job today or with your siblings or at home. I need to point out one good thing that I enjoy about my home. And once you start like having that mindset of I have to find something good, then you're gonna be more likely to look for the good instead of seeing the bad. Agreed. Um, And I mentioned this before too, but schedule time with something that you enjoy every day i was just thinking that so I can't, i'm not even kidding i was well, gonna say well, that hey we're like-minded sometimes schedule time with something that you enjoy every day so 
Um, yes. Like you can literally put on your calendar, your calendar, time with C, and that could be your favorite kind of candy. But you know, schedule it um, and have it there, and it gives you something positive to look forward to, and it makes a huge, huge difference. Yes, and that doesn't have to be a food. Sometimes. Well, no, it doesn't. That was just for use, instance. I mean, I love chocolate. Well, hey, I, yeah. I do, but yeah, it could be true. take time to. This is probably an old person thing. I don't know. Oh, you're for not me, old. like sitting out on the porch and just enjoying like the quiet. Oh goodness! And like the sound of the birds in the morning, that yeah. brings me calm and peace and happiness, just for me and myself. Or it could be taking a bubble bath. It could be painting your nails. It could be. It could be putting your headphones deep in your ears and walking around the park and listening to a favorite song. It could be a lot or of things. It could be listening to our podcast. <laughs> if that's what, well, that would be actually a, a big honor for. Except for the me. last one. That one was. That one was. That sad. one was hard. That one was hard. It was. It was really hopefully, hard. Hopefully, it helped you guys. Um, so this. This question I'm looking at it still kind of takes me into that, you know, the idea that teens have to be perfect because it also mentions in here, um, I've always done well in school. My parents expect me, expected of me and I've always had a 4.0, but it's getting rough. And that's true. Like the further you get into school, mm-hmm. the harder it's going to get. Yes. It's just how it is. And it doesn't mean that you're dumb or lazy or anything else. It means that life just gets harder. And teachers tend to get harder the more the the higher the education and just wait till you're in college maybe some of you are in college those professors they're hard they're very hard (laughs) they are pretty hard and some of them are really good and some of them care and some of them don't Mm -hmm. i had one um i remember it was my first or second year so i was taking generals and this was biology and I swear this was chemistry. It was biology. I, I ended I up loving my chemistry class. It was biology. I remember the professor's name, which I won't say because I won't say it. But um, <laughs> they walked in. It was a summer class. and Are you going to say what they said? I'm quoting. This is a quote. I don't swear. Do you have this to is put a like explicit on there? Air now? quotes. No, no. We're talking about a place. Oh, okay. okay. But he said, day one, welcome to hell. And then he went on to explain that it's his job to weed us out, get us to quit because we're all new freshmen or sophomore and there are too many kids at this school and these classes are the ones that make those kids get lost. <laughs> that's that's well, what he said. Well, and didn't he say like you won't get a good grade in this class, oh, yeah. you'll get like a C or something? Yeah, he said it won't be possible to get an A or a B in this class, you're going to get a C. And he said something like his test averages are around 53%, so don't think that you can study hard and do well. Um, and then in the class, I found out that he actually really enjoyed writing questions and then changing a few verbs or adverbs or whatever here or there so that the whole question was different. But if you didn't catch that one little change, you got it completely wrong. And he would laugh about it in class after we did reviews after tests and say, ha, I got you guys. <laughs> it was a yeah, horrid, get, horrid class. If you get a teacher like that. Drop the class and check ratemyprofessor.com. Oh, my goodness. Rate, rate I don't think professors like it, but it'll save your life in college. For if sure. it says that they're a good professor, they're a good professor. If it says they're a eh, professor, don't take them. 
If it says they're a hot professor, though, that's not always accurate. Do they still have that on <laughs> they there? They do a hot. I don't know. They used to have a hot or not rating. I don't know. It was so weird. But Jessica's grandpa, that reminds me. Remember, mm-hmm. we've talked about him before. He has a PhD in psychology and everything. He, I mean, this is a famous quote, but he always said it, too. He said, C's get degrees. He went to school with kids. Um, <clears throat> and despite the fact that he might not have got A's, he still got a degree. Exactly. And that doesn't mean don't try, but I was just having this conversation with my principal about how sometimes teachers are more proud of the kid that got a C minus because they put in so much effort than the kid that it was so easy to them and they got an A. And that's not saying that the kid that got an A is shouldn't like we shouldn't be proud of them, but everyone is different everyone's level is different and so i don't i don't know i think it's such an unrealistic expectation for parents to say all my kids need to get a's because every kid is different even with our own kids they are all different and they all have their different strengths and weaknesses and for me as a parent i need to see that and be like, wow, you really did so good at this math test getting a 70%, but another kid, 100% might be really great for them. So don't compare yourself to other people. And school is very, very important. I mean, we're very, like, education's one of my core values. It is. It's important to us. But you can't super, super stress over it and yes good grades will help you get into a college that you want but overall i don't remember my grades in high school i don't either oh i know my one year well we won't maybe we'll talk we should talk about that ditching class oh you don't want to talk about that we're making making Any, good decisions. Anything that Jessica did, or at least anything she thinks she did, I was worse. Um, Not in high school. I got locked up because I love school so much. Mm. Juvenile detention. They didn't do that to us. They did it to me. Anyway, <laughs> but don't stress so much over that. You want to still enjoy Ooh. school. And a huge purpose well, of school is not just the academics. It is not true. only about academics. It's true. It's true. But... I don't now. Let me take a step back real quick and just okay. say, you know, just because Jess and I see things the way that we do as parents, number one, doesn't mean we're right. Number yeah. two, doesn't mean we're perfect as parents. No. Number three, doesn't mean that anybody else is wrong as parents either. The fact of the matter is, is you, me, all of us, we're all somebody's child, somebody's baby. We 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 care, or they care about us, or whatever, and they're going to want us to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if your parents really just expect you to get straight A's, it's because they've seen you do it in the past and they're trying to see you reach your full potential and they believe that that's your full potential because that's what they're used to. For sure. That being said, I really honestly believe that if you took a class that you worked your butt off for, and it was rough and you tried so hard and you pulled a B heaven forbid and you know you tried your best, I honestly think that 
in the end, I think your parents would actually just be proud that you tried your best. I really honestly believe that. I really don't know that if, if they really know that you tried your best, I don't see how they could be mad. Am I wrong or? I don't know. I think some parents might be upset, you know? Uh, yeah, I think they might. But it's but like what you said. It's out they of love. love you and they want what's best for you. And you know what? Nate and I are going to parent because of our experiences. Yeah. And other parents are going to parent based on their experiences. So we can't say what is a right or wrong way to parent. We can't. We don't know. We're all just trying to do the best we can and what we think's best for our children. Yeah. So that being said, though, to to touch on the last part where it says that you know you stress that you've got if you get a ninety five percent. I mean, that's that's an A. It, it's still an A. And yeah. look, if you've met if you've managed to maintain a four all through you know high school or wherever you are at this point good for you mm-hmm. i mean look i had a student and i know that she would not mind if i talked about her story a little bit so i'm going to share it just a little bit but i i taught her in eighth grade this is eight years ago <laughs> she's uh she's in college now i can't believe it's been eight years that's why i laugh it's like wow time goes by so fast um but she was Oh my gosh. I mean, straight A student, 100% on everything she possibly could. Little spitfire girl that, man, if you got on the wrong side of her, you knew it. Um, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... She's great. She is. She's wonderful. Um, and she had, a, she had straight A's all through junior high, all through high school. Um, ended up getting an A- minus in high school. And it was in a really rough class. And guess what? It wasn't the end of the world. She still got on, got into the college that she wanted to. Um, and she's there now getting ready to enter a nursing program. It's She still got to where she wanted to be. And you know what? Her viewpoint is, I tried my best and that's what I earned. She earned it. And in reality, I would also argue that if you are just used to getting A's and you worked really, really hard in a class, and earned a B and you earned it, I would argue that maybe a B that you earned feels a lot better than an A that you just are used to having. Yeah. And my example of that is, is when I was in college, I took trig. My goodness, trigonometry is the hardest math class I ever got. And Jess is gonna have to help me with this story because she can confirm this. But I <laughs> took it three times. I failed it the first time, got a D the second time, and I got a C the third time. And the third time, I mean, I earned that. See, I worked so hard in that class, hours a day mm-hmm. on studying. I would do the math problems five, six, seven times so that I knew them inside and out. I would do them backwards and frontwards. I knew it. You I did the math got problems the stuff. backward? No, I did. I tried to step back through it to see how oh, I, okay. I really actually okay. tried to um, so that I could try to do really well. And then I'd get to the tests, and the test would be nothing like what we studied. And I just I couldn't do it. Jessica took trig not too long after that, and I'll let her share this part of it. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm mathematically minded. She got an A. I love math. I love it. But who understood trig better? But I had a teacher who was super easy, Mm -hmm. and I got an A, and it was still, I didn't really understand it well, but I got an A, and Nate knew trig way better than I did. Way better. I just, that has always, like, I yeah. knew it better, but I got a C. Mm-hmm. And she got an A. 
So sometimes it's just going to go that way. So yeah. that's why I say, like, just do your best. Yeah, do your best. I had a college teacher who I worked really hard on a paper, and she gave me a B. And I talked to her after and said, like, what, what the heck, you know? I thought it was a great paper. And she said to me, a B is a really good grade. <laughs> I and remember I was her. So, I remember her. Yes. I was, Nate and I took a lot of the same teachers because we did the same we were degrees. Only, yeah, we were only a couple of semesters behind each yeah. other. So. But she was trying to convince me that a B was a really good grade. And I was convinced that no, a B is not a really good grade. But now that I've been through it, it a B was a good grade. Which enough. kind of, this whole talking about this question brings us into our topic of this week, which is, did you forget? No, I didn't. Did you forget the five stages of grief? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I just can't remember what we decided the actual terminology uh, for the topic is. Perfectionism. You're going to go, you can call it an ism now. Like, like, like communism and... No, no politics on this. Perfectionism. We are not ever discussing okay. politics. It's so, communism politics. <laughs> it is, right? Oh, it's a political idea. Political governmental type, yes. Like democracy? Like democracy. Okay. See how smart I am? That's funny. She's taught me so much in history. She won't let me talk about history. She doesn't like it. But she loves historical fiction. Go figure that one. Oh, love them. Okay, so perfectionism, not like communism. Or trying to be perfect or thinking you have to be perfect all the time. Yes. Yeah. So we've talked about grades a little bit, and I think that's really important because you guys are going to stress about that. What about um, in relationships? Well, or in anything. Before we step into that, I want to say, okay. though, your grades are important, guys. They are. But Please don't take this as me us saying like, "Oh, you're fine." But I, but I also want to say that well, I mean, you, you are, are you are Sorry. more than a grade point average. Yes. You are more than a letter grade. You are more than that. And I think sometimes you know in school, especially when we start getting grades, we start to measure our success with a number with a letter or a percentage mm -hmm. guys you are so much more than that there is so much more to you than your ability to do math or science or whatever i mean it's so 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 much more the things that make us who we are are not those individualized subjects they are the things that we like they are the patients that we have they are the way that we smile they are the way that we laugh there, there are personalities like we're so much more than that so please when you start to feel stressed about your grades, remember, a little bit of stress is okay, but if it's starting to define who you are, take a step back because you are worth so much more than that. Yeah. I teach, I mean, I get to teach an AP class to ninth graders, which isn't super common, and I see this every year. That class pushes kids to the brink, and the kids that usually sign up for that class are the kids that are used to getting all those A's, and this is one of the real first chances that these kids are having at being pushed, at being challenged. And some of them will leave that class without an A. And I watch kids really struggle with that. The grade does not define you. What you learn 
and how you apply what you learn really is what defines you. Well, and how did you handle that class? Were you resilient? Did you try your best? What attitudes did you have toward that class? Did you make friendships with people? All of those things are very important in school too. Well, Not necessarily. Those are the things they're going to go with you. Exactly. Like I mean, in your future. Yeah, I mean, for example, I don't remember much of what happened to me in school. I, I really don't. Not not grade wise. I remember in high school. I think my highest GPA was like a three seven five one term, oh. and I, I I had to work really hard for that. I remember that. But I don't remember. And I remember that because it was a high point for me. But I don't remember. I think my my cumulative was somewhere around like a three two or something like that. Like I kind of tried, but I kind of sailed through. I wish I would have tried a little bit harder. But one thing that I do remember is I remembered moments with friends. I remember times I spent with them. I remember the good and the bad. I remember those individual experiences that helped make me into who I am. And I'm sure school, and I know school classes, I know that that helped to some degree a, a lot, but those don't tend to be the things we remember. So No, they really So when it comes aren't. to perfection and trying to be perfect, just remember, and I know this is hard for a lot of you guys to imagine, but here, let me give you an example. Wherever you are at in your life, whether you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, or older or whatever, think back on school previous and just go year by year. So let's say you're in 10th grade. How much do you remember about 9th grade? How much do you remember about 8th grade? How much do you remember about 7th? And just kind of step your way back. And I guarantee you'll notice that the closer you get to kindergarten or before, the less you're going to remember. So trust me when I say that when you're out of high school, when you're out of college, when you are a parent yourself, you're going to remember those things less and less and less. But the defining moments are what you will remember. So the perfection, eh, that may not be as important as you think. One thing that perfection does do is it helps you become a person of habit and it helps you become somebody who is reliant and resilient but it's not necessarily worth it if it's causing you so much stress that it's hard to function so yeah and i think the word perfectionism we have to like what does that mean because perfectionism can mean different things to different people that's true right that's definitely like true. that Perfectionism could mean I do my homework or I study this many minutes a day, but to someone else, perfectionism, perfection, perfectionism, being perfect, being perfect <laughs> could be getting a 4.0. So in your mind, rather than thinking this image of being perfect is a 4.0, what goals do you strive to have? What do you want to see in your future? rather than looking at what everyone else says perfect is. Well, and that reminds me of another quote that I don't know if anybody said, and I may have thought it up, I don't know, but I heard it somewhere, or I came up with this at some point in time or something, but um, really, you know, being human, whether you're religious or not, what, no matter what you believe, it's really not possible to be perfect in the sense of everything always going right all the time, perfect. Um, but humans are perfect in the sense that 
we have the same faults, we have the same challenges, we go through the same things to a greater or lesser degree. Um, we're perfect in the sense that we're going to struggle, we're going to get stuck in the mud. And in my mind, if you can learn from those experiences and move on, I think that that's just as much perfection as anything else would be. But perfection can't happen without a lot of trial and error. You can't just be perfect at something. If you think about it, like no one's ever been able to pick up a basketball and shoot threes like people in the NBA or be able to do windmill dunks without practice or, I mean, whatever. You, you, you can't be good at something without a lot of trial and error. You, you just, you can't. For sure. There's a quote that says, progress is better than perfection. And it's true. Like seeing progress is way better than perfectionism and if you're always striving to be perfect that's just gonna move you're never going to reach this perfect state in life you're just gonna keep upping the bar and upping the bar and that's gonna make you sad or feel not good enough rather than wow I have really progressed at this that's what's gonna bring you more happiness rather than having well, this I need to be this way all the time. Well, our world, oh, look, I teach history, okay? Our world has long said that perfection means money. It means power. It means mm -hmm. prowess. It means secular, meaning worldly things that set us above somebody else. That's like the perfection that people tend to strive for. That's what school or at least the, the idea behind school really pushes us towards the better you do in school, the more likely you are to make more money down the road kind of thing. And that's the perfection that we seem to shoot for. But um, I would also argue that success wears a lot of different hats. And this yes. is coming from a school teacher. Like I did not become a school teacher because I wanted to or cared about making a ton of money. Um, I wanted to help kids, and that's why I became a school teacher. You didn't want to just, you didn't do it for the money? Oh, you know, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess we have a pool that we blow up, and it holds about six inches of water. It's a pretty sweet oh, pool. Oh, the one that has a hole in it? Oh, yeah, the one that we, we have put. have to keep blowing up every hour. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the point is, is in my mind, perfection and success, because I think success and perfection are close together, um, success is doing something that you enjoy. I know people that make money. I know people that followed that perfect path and did super good in school and got really good SAT, ACT scores um, and got master's degrees and went into business or other things and they're not happy because they wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know people in that situation, right? Um, I love what I do. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. And again, I'm never gonna be rich. And maybe I have a narrow view of what it's like or what perfection should be, but I would rather be happy and live with enough than strive for you know, being super, super rich if it means that I have to be perfect because I don't know that that would make me happy. No, I mean, if you're striving to be perfect which someone else probably defined that perfect, you're never going to be good enough or happy enough with yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. 
yep. and, and whatever those you're doing. little important there are those little steps that you make those little oh what's the word not successes but the little the little, <laughs> I don't she's know. like doing spirit fingers right now trying to get me to understand what she wants to say, but I don't know what she's saying. He's supposed to read my mind. The li- <laughs> Your perfectionism is supposed to read my mind, Nate. Well. A little accomplishments that you make, <laughs> well. you know, because we don't, I don't, I, I think about this so often. You wouldn't say to a baby who started walking and they fell. Have I already shared this? You're smiling like I've shared this. No, I don't think so. Okay. I just was smiling at her because it's hard not to do sometimes. Cause when I'm doing spirit fingers? No, I just <laughs> I just think she's beautiful. So I smile Aww, at her. Oh, Nate. No, shut up. It's true. That's cute. Oh, stop. You said that on our podcast. That's saved forever. Anyway, um, if there's a little baby walking, like just barely learning to walk, and they took two steps and fell over, would you say to them, wow, you can't walk already? Because to you guys, walking is easy, right? You don't get up and have to think about, okay. <laughs> My college professor would. How? I mean, there's some people, okay, that have to. But <coughs> you that's not something you really, most people have to think about. You just get up and walk. But for a baby, what do we do when they take those first two steps? We're cheering, we're clapping, we're like, yeah, you did it. Why don't we do that for ourselves? I learned piano recently. I started taking lessons uh, a couple years ago. With a bunch of little kids. And yes, So it's been humiliating for her a lot of the way, it I will re- say that. It really has. And I'm at a point in my life that I am pretty good at the things that I've wanted to be good at. And so going and taking piano lessons with, yes, little kids. And it's kind of, I don't know, humbled me a little bit. And instead of, sometimes I'll be frustrated because I cannot play a song that should be so easy. And I get so frustrated on myself. Like, why? Especially when our 13-year-old can play it and she can't. Uh, it's true. But why can't I play this song that younger kids can play? I am an adult. And I really have thought a lot about this concept of babies, like learning how to walk. I need to cheer myself on. Wow. And look at all the progress that I have made rather than the negative of where I think I should be. So if you... Stop comparing yourselves to other people, basically. Yeah. Compare yourself to yourself and the growth that you've made yeah and that that's another point that you just made that you didn't realize you made we're not perfect at everything either it's not perfect or it's not possible to be perfect at at everything no like can you imagine if lebron james started playing hockey (laughs) that might be funny right like i'm just saying you can't he's an athlete right but you can't be perfect at everything you can't like i can't remember the five stages of grief to save my life you still can't remember them. Uh, no, not all of them. But I haven't put a lot of thought and effort into it like you have. That being said, I'll bet that Jessica doesn't know the dates of the Civil War. So the point is... You weren't going to let that silent go on very long, were you? No, the, the point Maybe is... Maybe I do know the dates of the Civil War, name Because she doesn't know as much about history <laughs> as I do doesn't make her stupid or dumb or worthless or imperfect. 1962. 18... 
1861. What? To 1865. 18. I was only 100 years off. <laughs> I bet that's Nate. That's really close. I bet Nate doesn't know all the bones in the body. I used to at one point or another. I probably used to know the date of the Civil War. I know the head bones connected to the neck bone. Oh. <laughs> oh man, guys. I know that there's phalanges and metatarsals in there and an ulna and a radius and some vertebrae and stuff. I know they had guns in the Civil War. Right? No, they <laughs> used swords. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So the point is, guys, like you can't be perfect what, at everything. Exactly. What are we what are we shooting for? Like if you think about school, think about school again. You have to get a 4.0 mm -hmm. at all your classes, which could be pottery or maybe welding or advanced conditioning, math, science, all of those things. Health. Getting 100% of all of those things. Yeah, but we don't talk about health. Getting you didn't say history either, though. I know. But getting 100% getting of all of those things means that you're perfect at all of those things, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's not possible. No one is going to be good at everything. No one is. No. I mean, it is possible to get hundred percent of probably all of those. Well, things. it is, but, in but your it, future, it sure as heck doesn't mean that you're going to be an expert in any of those things. No, it, and it, would you rather be like somewhat good at a lot of things or really good at a few things? And that's really up for you to decide. It's true. And again, you know? this is not this is not us saying do bad in school because it doesn't matter. That's not what we're saying. No. But just maybe direct your stress somewhere else a little bit because you guys are awesome. Like, you're doing such good things. Find something that you actually are interested in. And rather than super stress about getting a 4.0 at everything or being perfect at everything, do a lot of little things and, and, and do the best you can, but pour yourself into one thing that you really enjoy. And enjoy I think, life. I think, and you made a point that I don't know if you realized. Oh, I'm sure I realized. But you didn't say I'm very the point is. I'm very philosophical. Okay, let's hear what she has to say. Okay. Um, now I forgot it. Oh. Oh, man. See, she's Usually not perfect. Usually you're the forgetful one. Of course I'm not perfect. But she's perfect to me. Oh, Nate, <laughs> you're being so cute Stop tonight. calling me out on that. Just tonight. It's just right now. It's only right now for you guys. He's being so cute. Just kidding. He's amazing all the time. No, I'm not. So we said, like, look at your progress. And yes, yes. We said, look at your progress with grades. And it reminded me, my daughter, who. Oh, yeah, yeah. She struggles real. a little more in school, especially than her older brother. But she's it's the just best little mom you've ever oh, seen. Oh, my goodness, she is. But she, one night, studied for her test the next day. And we sat down and I helped her on it. And she came home and showed me her score and I it wasn't a hundred percent but she was so excited about it and I was so excited for her because it was way better than her last score and that really it was very impressive to me that she was able just to see her progress rather than comparing herself to like all her friends or that she didn't get a hundred percent she was just proud of herself that she made progress yeah and that is so important yeah and that also reminds me of another story of that very thing i coached football um with a guy last year 
who I won't use his name um, because I don't know if I have permission to do so, but I'm going to share a story because it's awesome. Okay, um, he was or he was a track star, a college track runner, um, and he he told the kids. I remember he said, you know, there were times where I would run a race and I would win, but my time in that race wasn't great. And he's like, there were times where I lost the race, but I beat my personal bests. And those are the times that I was happiest because I was beating what I had set as my personal best. It didn't matter what it looked like I had done. It's what I internally knew I had done that I was really worried about, that I wanted to beat. And I thought that that was really actually cool. So you need to always be giving your best. And what that means, guys, is like, and I say this to kids at football all the time. Um, if you're hurt, come and give it your best. Come and try your best. And your best doesn't mean I am out there swatting balls or catching everything or I'm hands down the best on the field all the time. That's not what it means. It means that in your given circumstance, whatever may be going on, you give your best. If your foot is broken and you can't play, then show up and cheer your teammates on because that's the best you can do. But you give your best that your circumstances in that given moment in time will allow, whatever that means. Exactly. And that... I mean, you talked about like a physical thing that happened and even like with mental illnesses, your best could be way different if you're struggling yeah, with sure. depression or anxiety at that time or for you're sure. going through a loss. And sometimes I think that's hard, especially for me, is when I'm going through something really hard or stressful, I compare myself to myself and think, I used to be able to do this and it was no big deal. Why am I even having a hard time with it? But at that moment in time when I'm struggling with something, that's all I can do. So be kind to yourself. Speak For sure. kindly to yourself. You're not always going to be performing at the same level all the time. Exactly. You're just not. As you get older, things change. Your body changes, your mind changes, it, it all changes. So just give it your all in that moment in time and don't compare yourself to anybody next to you or even what you were able to compare or able to do in the past. Unless, of course, you do better, then you can compare it. But don't think that you suck because you didn't do as good as yesterday. Just use that time that you did worse and try to get better tomorrow. Exactly. And next, not next week, in the next couple weeks, I'm not exactly sure when, we are going to talk about body image and I think that is really important when we're talking about being perfect because so many of us struggle with body image and comparing ourselves, especially to the media. And the way that it's portrayed for exactly. sure. Exactly. And it's not just body image like we're talking about perfectionism today. For me, it's not body image. I'm comparing myself to those moms on Instagram whose kids look so cute and they have the cutest styles and their hair's perfect. And I'm looking at my children and they're looking homeless without their shoes on at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, that's happened in the last couple of days. Oh my goodness, too many times. I don't, why wouldn't you wear your shoes? I don't get that. But is that healthy for me? No, it's not. So tune into that one. That one's going to be really good. We're going to have a guest speaker help talk about it and she is a model and an actress and her husband is a stunt double they're it's pretty cool like if so i were comparing myself did, to anyone did she say she was gonna come off sure? she did yeah okay so her husband 
does some really cool stuff. He does. We'll we'll talk about it in the episode we do about body image. So when you see that one, for sure tune tune, tune into that tune one. In. We got some good stuff coming. And then yes. look, we are getting close to school starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so when school starts, I think we'll change the way we do things a little bit. Episodes may come out. I, what are we thinking? Mondays or when do you want to, when do you want to, well, we'll, I think we're going to have to look at schedules. The day's going to change a little bit. We'll probably change. Um, But we'll also kind of get into things as the school year goes on, like what to do the first week of school Mm -hmm. and how to focus on grade. I mean, just, just things related to school. Um, So the podcast will change a little bit based on what we talk about. But we'll still always answer your questions. So remember, if you have any questions, email us at real advice four teens at gmail.com so remember that's the number four not the letter four uh, yeah is there a letter four no do you remember i said that last yes, time yes i remember <laughs> and then remember advice is a-d-v-i-c-e not mm. an s because i can't spell so and that's okay we love them anyway all right thanks guys for tuning in and we will not see you we will, you will hear well, us next week. I don't know, what do you say? Well, I guess if you do see us somewhere, you can say, hey, I know you, but. Yeah, say in, hi to us. Tune in next week and have a great week, guys.